everyone, I'm feeling extremely excited to interview the extraordinary Raphael's farmer. Raphael is an incredible author. He has written three short stories, Island Boy in the anthology Wave After Wave, Firefly and Carried Away, which are on his website, and I will give you the link so you can check them out. They are incredible. Raphael is fluent in three languages, has a bachelor's degree in film and TV, as well as performance writing. You can find him on YouTube, and his work has been featured in Liminal magazine. Is there anything you cannot do? He's incredible. I think Raphael is an inspirational author because of how he incorporates the LGBTQIA plus community in his beautiful and moving short stories. Because representation definitely matters. Raphael, thank you for letting me call you. Oh, uh, thank you for having me, Emani. I'm so happy to be here. And this is exciting. I've never done something like this before, so this is pretty cool. Thank you very much. I'm ready to get started. I am absolutely ready. Let's go. Let's do this. <laughs> First question. Not at all related to your work, yeah. but your video games. I do. If you could live in any at all, what one would you have to pick? Alright, so if I could live in any video game, I would love, I would love to live in something like Final Fantasy. Or Dragon Age because they are like role-playing game uh, environments so if you don't know what a role-playing game is in video game law it's when you actually sometimes you create your character or sometimes you play the character and you go on an adventure around the world you see so many amazing things and you meet people they become your friends they become part of your uh, uh, party and then you can do battles and you know have fun it's great I'd love to do that those sounds so cool I've heard of a couple of them Never played them though. Yeah, wait until you play them one day. You will love it. You will love it sick. You are so talented in so many different things. Did you always know you wanted to be a author slash writer or did you have something else in mind? Well, when I was growing up, I used to read a lot of comics. Surprise, surprise. Um, so that was my first introduction to what was, uh, you know, a story. Like, uh, I didn't start with a book, I started with. Um, I don't know if you know this, because uh, it's kind of dated, uh, some people still know it, but Uncle Scrooge and Donald Duck and Mickey Mouse, those sort of things. So they used to have comic books versions of it. And my parents, my parents believed in like reading and in, uh, you know, exposing their kids to that sort of culture, literary culture and all that sort of stuff. And they wanted to introduce us to reading by going into comic book first, because they knew that we like, we're kids, we like comic books. So that's what we did. So I discovered that um, passion for storytelling, as I call it, while reading those comics. Because the first thing I did, right, after I got my first comic, was like, I was reading a comic, I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing. So what I did, I went and grabbed a piece of paper, grabbed a pencil, and started drawing my own comic. It was absolutely terrible, terrible, but I did it. And it was, there was a, I don't know how to explain it, it's like a thrill you get. It's like something that was in your head goes onto the page. To me, that was an amazing feeling. I was like, what is this feeling? So as I grew up, I kept doing it and I went from, I couldn't draw, I can't draw. I didn't practice enough. And what I did, I started like writing uh, words on paper and I was like finding, oh, that's pretty cool too. And that's how I get, I got the love of writing. So I've been writing since I was a kid. Uh, I've been writing fan fiction and I had my own like, so funny story. I came up with the idea of having like chapters online as part of a soap opera. So I created my own soap opera. So my own version of Home in a Way or whatever. 
and I created that thinking I was the first one ever to do it. Turns out I wasn't. There were many people who created that, but I found through that how many people actually shared their stories online. And, and on I went on my journey of, you know, writing and sharing stories and all that sort of stuff. And I absolutely, absolutely loved it, became addicted to it, pretty much. So the feeling that the feelings that John felt, like for example, his obsession, came from a real place. Because when I was growing up um, in my teenage years, when I was having crushes and boys and all that whole stuff, I, I used to become very, very like uh, I used to think about them all the time. So I borrowed from that feeling, and I'm like, what if I like to do these things? Like, what if it had gone beyond that? Like, really, really obsessive, and that's why came the story there and I, and I just went with it and you just feel it in your in your body when you latch onto a feeling that has like depth to it that you can borrow from and create a story out of and absolutely that's I find that inspiring like to me that's my inspiration is that I borrowed from that that sort of stuff so not really from particular situations or anything like that the feeling of it and then I kind of mold it into a scene or into a story. Sometimes I could like be, um, like with, uh, with, for example, with Carried Away, uh, the feeling there was a feeling of loneliness. So we've all felt loneliness within our lives. Everybody has felt that feeling of loneliness. And I just kind of dug into that and went, okay, let's create a story out of that feeling. And out came Carried Away. Now you add other stuff to it, like my own taste, my own perspectives and all that sort of stuff. And then you have the soundings, the setting. And you have the final product. And sometimes you feel so proud of it, you're like, okay, I'm gonna share this. And sometimes it's like, oh, this is bad. I'll tuck it away in my vault of like nothingness. But quite often, yes. quite often you do you do get some gems out of it. Yeah, that's that's most of my short stories. There's a folder on my computer of I wrote you, but you're not good enough, you're going here and just never coming out. Exactly. <laughs> In Carried Away, I love Mason. He was just so overly dramatic, and again, I loved reading that. It was so hilarious. Was his character based on anyone you knew? Well, his character was based, uh, as I said, like partly like from my own feelings, but um, also because sometimes, sometimes the way it works for me is that the character would form in my head. Like I would, I would let's say I would walk somewhere like I'll be on the bus and I'll see somebody on the bus or somebody on the street walking and I had a flash, I had a flash of what that person becomes in my head as a character. So I kind of see somebody, I'm like, oh, you could be a character. So I, I kind of save it in my, you know, fold in my head going like, oh, this is a character version. Or sometimes I go when I go um, on a computer and um, I see an ad, I'm like, oh, that person in the ad, that looks like it could be a character. 
and and then as it accumulates, it becomes like it's uh, all these people put together becomes the character, and that was amazing. So I kept seeing like um, characters that reminded me of that character I wanted to create. Somebody who was lonely, who was craving like belonging, who wanted to for love and all that sort of stuff. And then I had the uh, storytelling. You have some ideas that are ideas always win on remix kind of thing. And the idea of falling for your best friend is not new. But I just went with what if Mason fell for his best friend? Or what if Mason fell for somebody who could be his best friend? And that came the idea of like Mason and Asher in the Carried Away story. Okay, cool. I, I love how you could think of like you could look at the person and Sometimes you just see a character in your head, like I'm not necessarily somebody you've met, but you'd be sitting, like for example, you'd be sitting in a library somewhere, and then suddenly you have a flash of a girl or a boy, whatever, or an old woman or whatever in your head, and you just see them clearly, and they become your character. That's kind of something I go through sometimes, which to me is like, oh, I need to focus on that because that means that my brain is telling me this could be something. So Island Boy came about uh, from, the, from doing like many courses and many like um, many readings on what what it's like being in Australia, and I was like, I'm, I wanted to share my, my own kind of stories, even though it's not me, but again, I wanted to share my experience in a way of what it was like when I came to Australia. So uh, my story, first my personal story, is that I migrated to Australia when it was time for me to come to uni. So I went from Mauritius to Perth uh, for my uni studies. So then I went back to that era in my head and kind of thought about what it felt like coming here and everything. Put those feelings into, again, a story and began the story of Island Boy, this, uh, this teenager that, came, that comes from another country. So he, so he migrates from Mauritius, comes to Perth as a teenager and goes to high school in uh, and I brought the feeling of like what it was like, the culture clash, the feelings of how your baggage from your previous home country can come with you in different ways. And in Allen Boy, it's, uh, it's the family, it's the pressure, it's the, it's how it feels like sometimes when you want to start fresh and be like, I can do something here, but then you're held back by your surroundings at home. And on top of that then there's a story of because i love love stories i love love stories and i had to have a love story in there so i'm not going to spoil it but there's a love story in there whether it ends happily or not you'll have to read to find out but i wanted to have that in there as well yeah i love love stories too <laughs> just, they're so sweet they're so sweet and to me it's also a way like i'm not just romance but it's also a way for um readers uh, to get to know the characters better through uh, a love story because sometimes we do change we show more of us or we hide more of us when we uh, fall in love with somebody so when you have that in your story it tells a little bit to the reader gives a bit of insight into who the character is which is why i like love stories and stories yeah. <laughs> 
husband is also an amazing writer, so you were two very creative types living together. Who was the most dramatic and who was the most, the best at blowing up as well, proportion? Be careful, I'll also be asking him the same question. Mm -hmm. Okay, you know what? We're both very honest people, so I'm gonna say, to be honest, to be perfectly honest, we are both very dramatic in our ways, I would say. Um, but I think it's, it's because we are so passionate people, okay? Uh, what I mean by that is that we, we both are very like loud and very, um, it's like we're both fire, you know what I mean? Like, so when we love something, we love it with passion, and he's the same. And I think that's why we gel so well. It's, so whenever we have an argument, like for example, what movie are we going to watch tonight? Um, I would want to watch, I don't know, like sometimes I like to watch like character movies or slow movies and Holden would be like, no, I want to watch a comedy or action play. I'm like, and then we have this like, oh, but no, you chose it last time. No, you chose it last time. But then we left the jar in the, in the sink to clean. So it goes from choosing a movie to what happened 10 days ago uh, in the sink. And sometimes it's my, it's my thing. I was like, you left the dirty dishes out for like two days how dare you you know so we get both quite dramatic and very passionate and an argument sometimes about a movie can be like about dishes and towels on the floor that sort of thing um no but, no, but the thing is like the best thing about it is that we both laugh about it pretty much straight away after like even when we have an argument about anything like at the end uh, after it's done kind of thing, after we both like wow and then he went wow and we go oh but i love you i love you too and that's how it ends. So it's like when when you have two two people with like so much passion, it, it's bound to happen that we're both gonna be a bit like over the top when it comes to arguing. So sweet. <laughs> oh, thank you. Let's see if he answers the same thing. Cause I I said to him, I'm not gonna tell you my answer. Let's see what he says. <laughs> what are you writing at the moment? So at the moment, I am uh, I'm very busy. So what I'm doing. I'm writing a full-length manuscript, meaning I'm writing a novel, uh, so it's fiction, obviously. And I um, kind of uh, I wanted to kind of go back to, uh, as I was saying to you, like some feelings that I felt over the course of my life so far, and make a story out of it. So the story I'm writing at the moment is kind of to do with uh, a little bit of my own experience, uh, but again, it's not autobiographical in any way, but it is kind of like digging deep in those feelings and putting on paper. So I'm very cagey about it at the moment because I'm in that stage right now of writing where you don't tend to share a lot because it's like so fragile in your head what you're writing. So you kind of want to make sure you have your story out on paper and the first draft done and everything. And then you can talk freely about it. But I'm, I'm gonna say this, it will include a gay character. Of course, I mean, come on, that's what I write. Um, I like to write gay characters. It's, I'm gay, so I like to write gay characters. Uh, there will be um, some love story of some kind. If you've read some of my short stories, you know that's something that is dear to my heart. And it will be set in Australia. So there will be a bit of that. That's as much as I can say for now. But I'll say also that it is coming along really nicely. I've been lucky enough to have been able to work on it through uh, a place called Centre for Stories uh, in Northbridge in Perth. And uh, I've done, I've won uh, some fellowships, had this fellowship. Uh, with them and uh, I was part of the Indian Ocean Heritage Program which helped mold these ideas and put them into place for me and I've um, met some incredible people through there too and it's been an amazing experience so I'm doing this I'm writing this and my own experience um, also I'm doing YouTube as you said before and all that so all that 
together is very inspiring to me because uh, when I write, I get ideas for videos and when I do videos, I get ready ideas for writing. That's how it works. It's like it's amazing how that works for me. Oh, thank you. I hope you will enjoy it when it comes out. Because it will come out, even, of course. Can't Fingers crossed. <laughs> now we can speak to Whenever you're ready. What's your favorite ice cream flavor? You know what? Well, my favorite ice cream flavor is mango. Ooh. I know. Nice. Like, the first thing that came to mind was mango. Which book character do you or have you had a crush on? Ooh, okay. So. My first crush was actually a video game character named Cloud Strife. Um, he has blonde hair, that's why I love having blonde hair. So he was my first crush. But if you talk about book, okay, I think it's going to be most people, I think, I think. But Draco Malfoy from Harry Potter? <laughs> I mean, come on, like, I know, I know he's not like a good guy, but, but oh, he's so, oh, come yeah. on. And I've I met him, by the way, I'm not, not Draco Malfoy, but the actor who played Draco Malfoy. Yeah. I mean, that is... That's amazing. Okay, you know what? Let me tell you quickly the story before you go on with the speed question because it's a like it's a funny story. So um, I was in the queue to meet him because you know the actors do like meet and greet sometimes. Yeah. So I was um, I was in the queue to meet him. Uh, the actor being Tom Felton, and and that was a few years ago now. But um, I was in the queue, and then this guy comes out like a secret guard and says, "Okay, look, listen, make sure to not ask to hug the actor." Or whatever, because you know they are not okay with that. So make sure not to do that. They're not very comfortable with that. I'm like, it's the first time I've seen that happen. And then I look around me. I'm like, oh, I'm the only guy there. I was the only guy in the queue. Everybody else were girls. I was like, oh. And then when it came my turn to meet him, like you see on his face, like, oh, I did not expect to meet a guy here. It's like, he was super lovely. He was really, really awesome, and it was great meeting him. And I have to say, like, the little me, my. Like teen self was like, oh my god, it's Drake Coach. <laughs> anyway, he's, yes. He's a great actor, a Easy, great character. Yeah. Yes. Maybe in the book, I liked him in the book a lot. I, 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 I felt for him in the book. Because he's like this tragic kind of uh, child of circumstances, you know, like his dad was a whatever, and you know. Yeah. So you kind of felt for him a little bit. Yeah. What was your worst subject in school? Maths. Oh my god, I was sucked at maths. I know, I know. I had, uh, at some point, I did a test on it. I had 3% on one of my tests. It was not good. It was not good. Well, your stories are amazing. Thank you. I was good at English. <laughs> that's, that's a really important skill. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your favorite or most inspirational author? Stephen King, the master. Yes. Yeah, I love his books. I would read anything by him. Like, some stories even that I don't like, uh, like, I'm not really into. Like, I'll still read it because he wrote it. Because I love his style. Absolutely love his style. Um, do you prefer reading ebooks or hard books? I love, I would choose hard book over ebook any day because I love yes. the feel of the book. Yes. But I love the fact that ebooks is so easy to carry. On my phone, I have like 20, 25 books which I cannot carry on my bag otherwise. I'll be like struggling with this. That's, that's me coming back from the library. Exactly. So you know the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> What's the weirdest place to think you got inspiration from for writing? The weirdest place was, well, it's not really weird, is it? It was at night, walking in Melbourne. I was walking at night one day, one night, and um, I was in the suburb. It was all dark and eerie, and an idea flashed in my head. I was like, oh. it was, so it wasn't really that weird, I guess, a suburban street at night, 
but it was just uh, the way it was said was like there was a suburban street and then you walk out and there was like this main street with like lots of people and places so you went from nothing to nobody around you to like people all over the place around you so that was kind of like wow that's kind of that's impact inspired me for something cool. Do you remember the first book you ever read or your favorite title that you just love to read? I do. It was a but you were told the story from her point of view and it's like reading as an adult sometimes I'm like whoa like as a child I did not get some of the stuff that was happening but then growing up and I read it again I was like oh my god that's what it was and you didn't know because it was done so cleverly from the point of view of a 12 year old girl that's really cool yeah. what's your biggest achievement so far? biggest achievement so far? ooh okay uh, personally coming to Australia was a dream since I was 8 I told my parents I was I was going to come to Australia, and I did, and now I'm an Australian. So that's my personal biggest achievement. Uh, my uh, professional achievement, I would say, uh, was to actually uh, when I when I won my first uh, competition, as in like I won a, a um, mentorship with Santa Posteries. I sent my story in, they loved it, and they set me up with a mentor. That was like so far was like a validation for me was like yeah I'm doing I'm doing something it's good so that was my I guess yeah my, my, my biggest achievement in that sense yeah those are both such qualities oh, thank you do you have any advice to share with young writers write your stories write what you want to write without worrying about anybody else uh, the thing that stops most people writing and especially young writers they write as if somebody's gonna read immediately and judge them for it don't worry about that just write whatever you want to write and write what makes you happy as you write it. So even if you write a sad story but you're like really happy writing it because you're like, oh my god, this is amazing, just write it. Because no matter what you write, somebody somewhere out there is going to read your story and be like, I connect with that. So if you try to write for other people, it's very rare that they will connect their story because it's not coming from you, it's coming from what you want people to read. Whereas if you, read, if you write something that you want to write, then eventually somewhere is going to go, somebody, somebody somewhere is going to go, I get you. Yeah, write, not for an audience. Exactly, write for yourself first, and then the audience will follow with you. Such beautiful advice. Hey, I'm full of wisdom. <laughs> thank you so much for letting me interview, this was oh, fantastic. Thank you so much for uh, having me on your show, I'm really, really happy you did an awesome job. Thank you. Make sure to Check out Raphael Palmer on his social media so we can share his incredible work. Thank you.